Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM in St Albans. We hope you enjoy it. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Hello and welcome to the Generation Gap, hosted by me, Liv and Clive. Hello. In this programme, we talk about the similarities and differences between our generations. This is the Generation Gap Show on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Hello and good evening and good evening, Liv. Hi. Um, Okay, so today we're going to be talking about um, fashion industry, which you know something about, I believe. Yes, I know a little bit about it from modelling. Modelling, yes. And you you, do photographic modelling, basically. Yes, pretty much. Okay. And um, I think it's one of the things which possibly is um, attractive to a lot of young people, particularly women. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have a rather unrealistic view about what the fashion industry is like. Yeah, I think... Because people only see, like, they're really the famous on Instagram and things and on the internet and in the news. And the reality of it is not quite as glamorous. It's a bit like the film industry, which I know quite well. You yeah. Know, it looks really glamorous. And then you find out you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning, spend three hours yeah. doing your makeup, and then act all day and do it 75 times until they get yeah. it right. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the sort of fashion industry in terms of how it presents itself to young people. I guess we're talking about young girls who it's very impressionable. They they probably look on Instagram and, and things like that. They've got, I suppose they still have magazines with pictures yeah. and models on. And you think, wow, look at that. Yeah. I could look like that if I bought that dress or if I did this or use that makeup and so on. And I think that these days, so much of it, you're going to tell me more than I know about this, but so many things you see, probably every photo you see is basically doctored in some way, yeah. isn't it? I've gotten photos back where I thought I looked fine in the original. Like, I dressed up really nice and I did my makeup all nice and my hair. I thought I looked great. And then I look at the photo and they've still changed stuff about me that I'm like, why did it really need changing? But then it's also sort of their photos so you kind of learn it's not your place to say even though it is you it's hard to deal with and that's one of the reasons i don't really do it anymore yeah because you, you used to do it for sort of modeling for um photographic students wasn't yeah it? or photography students yeah I, I did yeah and i it was it was fun because again i was never really i never shot for big brands or anything so i, I don't really know that side of it but i do know it's they get photoshopped probably more than i ever did i think it was quite when i did it it was fun and the people who shot were like in their 20s and all the photographers yeah they were really young and nice but then sometimes you'd go to a shoe and they'd be kind of unprofessional and sometimes a bit creepy and it just suddenly went downhill and i was like oh it's just not that fun anymore and you were what sort of 16 17 then yeah when i started yeah right so you're quite young really yeah maybe i don't know maybe too young i know models start quite young but also like body image issues can develop when you have to look at photos of yourself from other people's perspective all the time i don't know i think that comes with everything though and just growing up i mean i saw some of the photos i have seen some of your photos yeah and um basically um i thought some of them were really quite good because they Mm -hmm. were they were they were sort of arty yeah, it wasn't just like me. Yeah, you you were in strange sort of places, and I, I think yeah. you did sort of guerrilla photography, going around and just jumping in somewhere and sort of oh, yeah. photo here. We did that a lot. It, that's why that's why I liked it so much because I 
I made friends with a lot of the photographers, and so we just we just go around places and find pretty things, and we'd be like, oh, let's let's take photos there, like jump in there, and it was really fun. Um, yeah, and I just I'm just I had, I had to travel to London too, so it's, it was kind of a lot. And I think with the modelling industry, like there's loads of different sides to it but when you look at things they look perfect it's the same as social media it all looks perfect and you're like wow but you don't know it was raining that day i'd stepped in puddles i was in a bad mood i hadn't eaten for ages because we were on the go like it's it doesn't the how the end photo looks does not reflect how the day was okay and yes i mean i particularly like one where you were actually sitting in I think it was a spin dryer. It's it big, oh, yeah. old-fashioned laundrette. Yeah, I thought that was really good arty sort of pose photo. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that one because yeah. that was with a friend as well. Okay. I do sort of um, sort of model, but I don't get paid for it. Like with my friends, um, my friend Nia, for example, she like shoots on film. We went to Brighton together recently, take loads of photos. It's just more fun when you're having fun when it's with your friends. I think. And obviously somewhere very picturesque, like yeah. Brighton, I'm sure. And my friends never photoshop me, so that's right. another thing I appreciate. Okay, so what advice would you give to some 16-year-old now listening to this about what, what to do and not to do? Um, with, if you want to start modelling, what I would do is just be really, really cautious and have your parents on your side if you like live with your parents and if you're close with your parents. Have them on your side because it's not good to be going places by yourself when you were young. Like I used to go to London by myself a lot and nothing ever bad happened, but looking back on it, I'm like, oh that wasn't a great idea I probably shouldn't have been doing that and it's also best to have an agency because they do sort of to some extent protect you I mean you hear stories now of agencies hiring photographers that have a you know a bad history of um being unprofessional with models but agencies do to some extent protect you so it's good to get one of those and make sure it's legitimate because there are lots of scam agencies online that will try and take your money yeah okay so it's it's kind of a minefield <laughs> they do this thing where they advertise that they'll do a portfolio for mm-hmm. your photos and it only costs 100 pounds or yeah. something like that and also if people tell you you're not um thin enough don't like it's not worth because i've heard so many stories of some of my friends that are in agencies that um they get told like for uh if they want a certain job they have to lose like five inches off their waist in like two weeks yes not good we've heard don't take stories. that job not worth it the fashion industry i mean your interest is, is sort of wider than the sort of taking photos i mean yes. you're interested in actually the cameras and i like to be on both whole, sides of the camera the whole thing and you're quite into cameras yeah i really am well only recently have i become interested in cameras and that is mainly because when i was taking photos with my friend nia she handed me she has this old film camera um that she got passed down from i think i think it was her granddad i can't even remember um and it's in really good condition and it's all it's manual so i had to wind it and i had to like she didn't teach me how to put the film in i need to learn that but like and i learned how to focus it with holding the lens and everything and how you hold the camera it was really really fun and so i'm looking into getting one myself but i have been using i went on holiday again i've been going on lots of holidays and i brought like a, most of it yeah and i brought a dis- two disposable cameras and i literally used them up so quickly it's so fun. I really love taking photos, and I like taking photos of other people, and of the sunset, and it was, it was great. I think the disposable cameras aren't really that good in terms of quality. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so actually... But I'm trying to make a scrapbook, so it's good to have. Yeah, but I mean... I like using film. Okay, I mean, that's interesting, because I mean, I think, 
like all these things, there's sort of people going backwards now. They, yeah, everything v- trendy is now old. Vinyl records, and I know that people are now yeah. going back into cassettes because I, I recently was, I was trying to clean up a, an old um, cassette radio cassette player. I've got several of these. I've got a garage full of them actually. I don't yeah. know why. And so I was like, oh yeah, the cassettes. But you've got to make sure it plays the cassettes properly because they go a funny speed yeah. or something. And I thought, why do you want to do that? And I've discovered that actually is now a sort of retro cassette buying sort of. Um, oh thing. yeah, probably. I have a record player. Because yes. I'm so hipster like that. But the only records I have are like Catfish and The Bottleman, like modern bands. It's quite funny. Well, you can get... A lot of them are, do release actual vinyl things, don't they? A lot of yeah. bands now. And we have a shop, of course, in Heritage Close, yeah. which sells these things. Yes. That's where I got mine from. Of course, where else? Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's all retro. But, but I think um, going back to film is quite interesting because I didn't realise until recently, actually, I think after we spoke before, mm-hmm. that you can still basically buy a film and you can get it developed, which is yeah. the more important thing. Yeah. And um, no use in having film if you can't no, have it as a photo. It's just that it's, we've got used to getting a digital camera on our phone or, or a proper sort of DLS, DLSR, I think they're called. Yeah. And you can go click, 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 click and take 26 pictures without thinking about it. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And you go through them and say, oh, that's the best one, or these three are better than those, get rid of those ones. Yeah. Of course, with a film camera, you have to point it. Take the photo and make sure it's perfect, and hope it's perfect because you don't know. That's you can't look at it for hours it, afterwards. That's why I weirdly that's why I love film because I also have a Polaroid, but I don't use that as much because it's um the Polaroids are really tiny, so they're not great quality or anything. But um, like the great thing about it is that when I take a photo on my phone, I take loads, and I can be really critical of myself. And I'm like, oh, I only like this one because in that one, my arm looks fat. And like in this one, my teeth look weird. Whereas in this one, I'm smiling with my mouth closed and my, my arm's further away from me, so it looks great. Like, you get so picky about photos when you can take so many. But with film, it's like, yeah, that'll do. And I don't know, there's something I really like about that. It's like low maintenance almost, except film is definitely more high maintenance than digital, but... I think, I mean, it's one of those things with um, whether you look at a film picture and a digital one, perhaps the same scene if you use both. Yeah. Um, there does seem to be something about the film one which is different. Where you know it isn't really because yeah. the quality of digital pictures now are just as good. Yeah, I feel like something about film though is like the focusing, like stuff in the background is sometimes blurred and like, I don't know what it is. It's just, I love it a lot. Right, I mean... It's hard to explain. But you've just spoken as the model who's being very picky about the photos of herself. Yeah. You've got that image thing. Yeah, but also when I take photos of other people. I like action shots in film because on a digital camera, um, when you get, like, a photo of someone moving, usually it'll be, like, blurry, whereas in film it's always... It's just really funny. They look great. I'll When I've developed them, I'll show you some. They're really funny. I look forward to I that. took some of my friends sleeping at the... Uh, we had lunch, but we hadn't eaten breakfast yet because we woke up at midday, so it was sort of breakfast. And my friend ate loads and then basically passed out on the table and I have a funny photo of her. <laughs> it's great. These are the things that you treasure. These are the memories I Absolutely. want in my scrapbook. Here on the Generation Gap show, we're talking uh, about uh, the fashion industry and particularly Liv's experiences mm. as a model and you actually got much more interested in the sort of technical side of the photographs yeah. than the actual modeling yes yeah like the it's really fun taking those and capturing memories and it's i think not to talk about film too much but like there's something about getting the film you can't see it until you get it all um what's it called processed mm. yeah sorry my mind went blank and you get it all processed and you get it back and it's just something really nice. Like, my brother went to Vietnam, and he brought a disposable camera. 
Um, and he took loads of photos of basically families in Vietnam and the beautiful views. And we couldn't see any of them until he got them developed. That was the word I was looking for. And it was so nice going through them with him, like in the living room, he was passing around all the photos. And something about looking at childhood photos. You know, when you see photos of you as a baby in your mum's like memory box of photos. Yes. I feel like everyone's mum has one of those. Well, it is something, I suppose, that's quite important about the digital age now because um, obviously we've got all those photos and maybe you store them on various sort of online systems yeah, or on Yeah, I can never find discs. them there. That's exactly. And they just get hidden in a In 20 drive. or 30 years' time, you'll say, where's all those photos of me when I was a teenager? Ah. Oh, yeah. Don't know. But all the photos of me as a teenager are very embarrassing because photos of my mum as a teenager are all ones that have been taken of her and she's been like playing in the park and her mum took a photo of her or she's been sitting at the dinner table but mine are all like selfies of me doing dumb faces like when i was 13 it's so embarrassing i hope my children never see them so therefore you just wipe that disc yeah. clean somehow. yeah literally that's the annoying thing as well because you can delete them whereas with ugly photos of my mum from when she was a kid that were taken off guard and she wasn't ready for them she can't throw them away well she could but they're all in her little box they're very yes. funny one of the interesting things is you find that um, you know you or um, your parents or whatever mm-hmm. as they get older they look just like their parents or the parents yeah. or their grandparents there's a photo of my mum when she was younger and everyone and she had it framed and everyone always thought it was me mm. That's what happens, you see. So, I mean, it's important to keep these memories, and, of course, the digital ones may not be kept the same way as... Yeah. There's not that box at the top of your wardrobe with all the um, prints in things that you've kept. Plus, you don't have to be picky with digital photos, so when you're trying to look for your memories of being... of when you were 16 and you used to go to parties, you also just see photos of, like, food in the middle of it, of just random things, because people take photos of everything now. And pictures of you blowing out candles on yeah. the birthday cakes and all that oh, sort of stuff. I love those, yeah. But they're all videos, you see, because that's the other thing. Yeah. We did have we did have film in the past, which you could do, obviously, mm-hmm. eight millimeter film. Yeah. And those sort of things, and some some of those still exist. And you can get them converted into digital formats and all the rest of it. But it's just nice to get out the old projector if you've got one and yeah. run the film, pull the screen up, all those things. Yes, it's it's amazing. We used to, I've got thousands of slides, particularly because we used to have thirty five millimeter slides. Yeah. And for some years, I had those, and I got about ten boxes with hundreds and hundreds of them in. <laughs> and um, I don't ever look at them, of course, but one day I might go through some of them. I went to a um, antique shop in brighton and they had like boxes of um you can buy just other people's photos like old-fashioned photos of random babies and families it's so weird and i was looking through them it's so creepy they're definitely haunted and you can also buy i don't know what they're called um it's like before it's been developed before and it's negatives yeah and you can buy them for 25p. I bought one for, like, a ship. And when you hold up to the light, you can see it. But it's so weird. I don't know why I bought it, but I liked it. And you can just buy photos of anything. Well, if you get really into it, you can do your own developing, you know. I mean, so you have to have yeah. a dark room and trays of different chemicals oh, yeah. and all the rest of it. Oh, that's definitely the next step for me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, perhaps we'll talk a bit more about photography later, because we mm-hmm. seem to have got, on, yes. got onto this. It's obviously a, a thing that you're getting an interest in. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm here today with Liv, it's on the Generation Gap show, and we are talking about the fashion industry and the sort of image it creates, particularly for young women. Mm -hmm. And I think we've just sort of been thinking about that song, I remember the video of it. So there's also a video culture, which again is all this sort of perfect world type images which are thrown around all the time. It's hard to remember, like, everything you see in um, 
videos and photos that like companies have made or even on like social media they're all perfectly picked moments to make someone's life it's all the best bits basically like i don't know it's like if you're watching a film the videos that you watch on instagram and the photos that you watch on instagram are like if you cut out all of the lows of the film and just keep all the highlights that's basically what it is and people kind of forget that so they look at these things and they go oh that's perfect that's what life is like like that's what life should be like that's what their life is like and it's not and like the people you see on social media and in magazines they usually don't even look like that but they also don't live that lifestyle all the time it's you, all, you wouldn't recognize them if they walked down the street yeah past you, would it's you? all staged really i mean there are some i think it's getting better because there are people that um like there are two two of the stars on riverdale i can't i think it's I can't even remember their names. Things like Cami Mendez, I think is her name. And you lost me. Lily Reinhardt. They're <laughs> like two girls that are in this show, Riverdale, which I think you've heard of. Mm. It's very popular. Oh, well, it's been very popular at the moment. And um, they have spoken out against being photoshopped in magazines. And also Jamila Jamil, who's... I spoke about her in the feminism uh, radio thing we did, if you remember that, for mm -hmm. yes. Women's Day. Um She's great, and she speaks up against Photoshop and things like that, and the Kardashians, and how much they Photoshop their own images. They've all had plastic surgery. They all promote, like, laxative products to children. It's So now that people are speaking out against it, I think that the industry is sort of improving. I mean, they have plus-size models now. Like, things are changing. Okay, but there's also... But it's still all fake. <laughs> there's also scary things now, which um, we've seen, which is... Yeah. Um, actually completely made up images of people who don't mm -hmm. exist they're basically um well they're not i can call them robots they're not robots basically simulations simulations that's yeah. right and i know that in china they've got a newsreader who is uh, a woman newsreader who is actually not real at all just oh. simulated and this sort of thing is happening so that you can now make yeah. sort of a perfect simulation of what someone should look I like i showed you that model yes earlier on there's a model on instagram called lil michaela she's she's very she it the it's very famous because um, she's like a simulation but she gets sponsorship sponsorships and she does like um sponsored posts for brands and stuff so she is a model she's an instagram model but she's not real yeah well, this is the way it's going though isn't it you see because you get a sort of perfection i mean i think one of the yeah. things that scares me a bit is i see the young people mainly get their news news mm -hmm. it says from um youtube <laughs> Yeah. And that's basically, oh, there are news channels on YouTube. Well, there are, but that's not what we mean. It's basically yeah. their idea of news is the latest activities yeah. of various families or various models or whatever, of actresses and so yeah. on. Yeah. There's, um, I know, I mean, my boyfriend watches, oh, I can't remember his name, Phil DeFranco, Phil, Philip DeFranco. He does news videos, sort of, but he's like a YouTuber person. He does, like, YouTube news, but also regular news. And that's quite interesting. And I think that does... I mean, if you're getting kids to watch the news at all, that's quite good. But it's also how accurate is it? Then how accurate is the news anyway, I mean... I, OK, but I mean, the thing is that I suppose I'm taking a very old-fashioned person view of news. It's all that hard fact stuff. Yeah. You know, there's been an earthquake here or there's been this oh, happened, yeah. or that happened. And this oh, is well, they get like the Jordan... Um, what's her last name? Oh, well, Jordan kissed Chloe Kardashian's 
boyfriend slash husband. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the um, alternative that's sort of news. That's my news. Which is, exactly. <laughs> and that's the issue. So this whole sort of fashion world, the world of um, it's, it's ho- It really is its own world. Song. Yes, it is. Like all, yeah, it's really weird. And um, but that's a bit, it's a bit sad to me. But it's also mm. a bit worrying that the people are interested in this to the extent that that takes over their own yeah. world and they think it wants to be like that. People move to LA to like get involved with that stuff. And if you go to LA, like it's all entertainment people. It's crazy. Yes, but it's the it's famous things about people. all the so-called actresses, but they're actually just working in the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, so. This is the image, and of course, it's also that sort of Californian-type image which mm-hmm. is being pushed on you. So you've got to go surfing, and you've got to sit on the beach and have yeah, a clam Yeah, because they do all these things. You're like, oh, they must be living such good life. They have a pretty house. They must be so rich. But like you were saying earlier, a lot of the models that walk on... Um, what were you saying about they aren't getting paid? Well, I was reading about... Um, there's an article recently I saw about... Um, models who are relatively young I mean, so your age yeah. who, who have been doing it for a few years and it was great because they got offered to go and be on the fashion week in somewhere like milan and mm-hmm. paris so you know it sounds like top of the profession yeah sort of an stuff. amazing experience and they were doing the actually doing the catwalks with various um you know well-known brand clothing um but at the end of the day they weren't given any hotels they weren't given any food and basically they were sleeping on the floor in the place they were doing mm. the show for tomorrow and they weren't getting paid, and they were just told, oh, you can help yourself to one of the outfits, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they'd even got paid to go to the Paris or Milan, get there themselves, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not good. And it's basically, um, I'd use the word exploitative, but that's actually not even yeah. <laughs> strong enough, really. It's obviously completely yeah. outrageous. And it's happening a lot nowadays um, with young people, because they get a lot of opportunities that they're told is good for experience, but they get no money for it. Yes. And it's, it's just free labour for people, and I think it's... Yeah, it's not good, but there are limited options sometimes. And you need experience. I suppose I would say, you know, from my experience, as it were, you'd need to be much more aware at your younger age. Yeah. Get a contract, get it in writing, that sort of stuff. But obviously a 17-year-old is not really going to be thinking like that, yeah. which is why I think what you said about making sure your parents really understand yeah, what you're you Yeah, you need someone level-headed on your side, even if you think you're level-headed. You need. You always need a second opinion. I feel for like big decisions, it's always good to have a second opinion, mm. so you can see both sides. Um, so whether that be like a really responsible friend, maybe if you're not close to your parents, or you know, ideally your parents or an agency, if you're going to do modelling or something like that, or go into the film industry or anything. I don't know much about that though. Do it's think- very fun, but. I can imagine it's very tiring. I mean, do you think if you got sort of... You hadn't done your modelling as you did Mm -hmm. before and, you know, tomorrow someone offered you that sort of role, do you think you'd be very different the way you approached it? I think it kind of depends because it depends on the style. There are so many different types. But, like, I'd definitely be a lot more wary because when I first... I mean, the first time I got asked to, like, be taken... have photos taken of me was... Um, by this guy that I like hardly knew and we went to London and like now that I look back on it I'm like that was so dumb (laughs) I should not have done that luckily it turned out fine but like I just I knew he lived in St Albans and I knew that other people knew him so I was like oh it's fine 
But like, it's not. You need to like, you need to be very careful with these things because you hear horror stories on the news and stuff, and you don't want that to be you. Just yeah. I would definitely be a lot more wary, I think. Well, the other side of it is, you know, you hear all these stories and, of course, these things do happen, as you say. Yeah. But, you know, it's a sort of millions to one chances and things like yeah. that. So it's, it's um, difficult to judge the sort of risk you're taking, yeah. as it were. But it's also, like, for what gain? Like, is it worth it? Because if it's not, like, a really big opportunity, if it's just, like, a guy on Instagram being like, hey, let me take photos of you. And it's not Probably really, a, not, jo- not really yeah. a job. Probably not <laughs> worth it. Like, I've been reached out to a bunch on Instagram being like, oh, we'll give you free entry to this club and, like, you can bring all your girls and, like, we'll pay for your table and stuff. And it's like, they advertise it as a job, but they don't offer any payment. And I'm like, mm, not really worth it. You're basically an advert for their club. Yeah, literally, because they do that a lot. And I, I know people who have a job, which is when you're a model, like a lot of people do pay you to go to their club and stuff, which is great, but I wouldn't necessarily like someone messaging me on Instagram being like, yeah, we'll pay for your table, pay for all your drinks, just bring your girls. Like, mm, I don't know. It does sound a little bit dubious. And this is the Generation Gap show, and we're talking about um, well the fashion industry and the effects it has on people, and mm-hmm. particularly young people. Now, those photos you had taken when you were doing all the modelling is yes. now two or three years ago in most cases. Mm-hmm. So you look back on those, you have got an era of your life um, yeah. documented in that way, so that's actually something... Are you sort of happy with that? I mean, you're proud of that, really? Yeah, I mean, I like the photos. Like, I haven't taken them down. Sometimes I think about it because I I don't model anymore. But I do quite like them because other people can't really see the story behind them. Like, for example, there'll be a photo of me in front of um, a wall or with a bunch of lights behind me. But... I remember, like, that day in London and I was with people and we got ice cream and then we went to... So it's like, it depends. Some of them that are nice photos but are not worth keeping for the memory, I'll, like, delete those. Because now I think about more, like, do I enjoy that memory? Okay. Because well, it's not all about how I look anymore. Uh, well, all photographs, of course, bring back memories. That's the yeah. point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, do you think you may go back into this in some other way or is it really you'd prefer to be behind the camera now i i don't know to be honest with you i'm quite creative like i do like i like to be behind the camera a bit i like taking photos and i always want to do that i don't know if i want to do that as a job or anything but the entertainment industry like modeling acting and things like that i've always found very interesting i don't know that i would go into them but i will always have an interest in it i think most people do though because mm. you watch a lot of entertainment. Well, indeed. Um, but yeah, no, I don't regret it or anything. I really like it. But the whole, fun. there's a whole industry out there. You could be a writer. You could write yeah. stories. Or, you, you could direct a film. I mean, I've been doing a lot of like drawing and painting and stuff, so maybe I could be an artist. But no, I, I would like to write. I've written poems. They're not great, though. They're kind of bad. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I guess I'll see where life takes me. Even radio is sort of radio is entertainment yes of course it is so here we are being entertainers maybe I'll go into that yeah well I think the thing is that um, one of the things video and so on's brought to us is the ability to do new forms of things so for example you could make a little video of you know, reading a poem with a video behind it. Yeah. It may only last five minutes, but it's still... You can have a five-minute video. Yeah, I Why not? Yeah, you could be a YouTuber. You could be a YouTuber. I could be, yeah. Also, now, these are people called influencer. In, That's ooh. the word now. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've learned about these people. Yeah. 
they make money from sponsorships because they're like popular so they're basically just advertisement but also they create like content that's so they're in entertainment but it's like a different type but basically you've it's got to like get, tv if you think about you've it you've got to get a magic number of a hundred thousand viewers yeah or something like this you've got to, to get you. enough viewers well not even that i think you can companies send you free stuff even if you don't have big followers. i've been sent a free necklace before and they are and been asked to post on instagram i don't even have a thousand followers so you know i think companies but it's getting paid like companies to actually pay and sponsor you that's you need a lot of followers for that. I'd love to do a podcast or something. Actually, sorry, my mind just jumped. But well, a few years ago, yeah. I remember uh, friends of mine who actually um, they started um, a, a blog. Yeah. And um, then because it was about sort of family life and so mm-hmm. on and so on, and they started getting stuff sent to them, and it was all sort of kitchen gadgets and, yeah. and things like this. And then holidays, even they were offered yeah, so a hol- family great. holiday, write it up afterwards, and the rest of it. So, um, and that was sort of early days of these things. I don't think they quite exploited it as well as perhaps some other people do. Yeah, they probably haven't got a million followers, but they were, they were in the tens of thousands of people reading their blogs. Yeah, that's good. Which is you know a large number of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I am. Um, yeah. So there's a whole whole sort of job out there for you. I'm yeah. just offering you a job, you see, which I can't d- help you do, but yeah. it's, it's something people actually make real money from, which is mm. the amazing thing to me. That would be great. Some money. <laughs> that some money. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, fancy that sort of thing, being an Instagram influencer. No, I mean, I'd fancy it, like, if it happened, but I'd, I sort of doubt I'm it. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You have to actually make it happen. Yeah, no. That's the way to do it. I... I'm not that interested in that. I think I would find that quite boring, I think. Because if you think about it, that's your job's just on your phone then. It's not very active. Like, yeah, you can go on holiday, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'd want a more creative job. Not that that's not creative at all. Like, I do think it's it's cool. I, not really for me, though. I think my take on it is that, obviously, a few years ago, you're doing something like a blog. You could do it once a month or once a week. Yeah. But Instagram, no, people are going to expect you to do it 17 day. times a day. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah it's here, a lot. here I am at breakfast time, here I am at lunch, now yeah. I'm doing this and now I'm doing that. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, Plus, like, how much can you love, like, posting photos? Because if you're, like, an artist and you love art, like, that's a job that you can be passionate about. Can you be that passionate about Instagram? I guess you can be passionate about the people that follow you. And the money that's coming in. Yeah, and the money. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I guess, yeah, not really my thing. But also, it's all, when I see it, when I see influencers, all their photos are photoshopped, they're face-tuned, their bodies don't look like that. Like, their waist go in, like, in a little... They look pinched, because they literally pinch them. And it's, yeah. It's other things. I mean, I... It's tiring. I'm on Instagram, and I do follow various people, including uh, some people, but also I follow some businesses and things like um, one of my local pubs, and they've got a real expertise in taking photos of their food, you know, their lunchtime offerings or whatever. And I spoke to one and said, how do you do that? And they said, oh, it takes ages, because often it's quite quiet in the sort of mm-hmm. early morning with the things they're doing. And they have to lay everything out. And, of course, the food looks gorgeous and it's kind of glistening or something. Yeah. But it doesn't actually look like that. And it's actually cold by the time they've done yeah. anything. They've laid it all out and they spray it with sort of water to make it mm. look a bit like this. Oh, so, again, it's completely it. artificial. Yeah, the, you know in cereal um, adverts, I think instead of milk, they use, like, PVA glue. <laughs> really? They, yeah, that's what I've read. Because if you use milk, the cereal just sinks in and goes soggy. Whereas if you use glue, it like floats on the top. 
and it like doesn't go soggy it's so gross and they spray everything with like like shiny sprays well, that's what I mean, none it of it's edible shiny. it looks shiny yes. yeah yes yes um it's weird I remember a friend of mine told me the story. She was working at uh, the film set for one of the Harry Potter movies Mm. when they had the, you know, the hall with all the food laid out, like a sort of thing there. And the the actual filming of the the scene they were doing, because it had hundreds of children in it, it took ages, like several days, but the food was out on the table. (laughs) It was two or three days later and it started smelling and they had to spray stuff over it to make it look right. Uh. And some of the children were being ill because of the smell. Oh my God. That's gross. <laughs> but in the film, it all looks absolutely yeah. delicious. See, that's the thing. It's not real, folks. That's yeah, what we're trying to tell you. Fake. Everything is fake. Not yeah. us. We're we're real. Yeah, no, we're we're yeah, but you can't see us. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you very much for all that discussion today. Very interesting, I think. Yeah. And I hope some people have learned about it or think about what they're doing or agreeing yeah. to do because I think that is an important message. It is. None of it's real. None of it's real. <laughs> Everything is fake. Everything's an illusion. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you're watching The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Generation Gap is here every Thursday night at nine o'clock. So do join us again next week. And I don't know what we'll be talking about, but we'll be talking about something really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam ninety two point six FM. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll listen again to the show. You can subscribe from iTunes. Google Play, and of course from Radio Verulam's own website, radioverulam.com.